Uh, Nick Martucci says, should school buses have seatbelts or do kids just need that kind of danger in their lives? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. talk about elementary school let's do it hello listeners my name is sean carter i'm here this week with one guest hello my wife sarah morgan it's me and we're just sitting on the floor in our apartment why sarah why are we sitting on the floor because we sold all of our things yeah because we're moving yes we've sold our kitchen table our couch our ottomans. That's what really it. That's it. I'm gonna sell a bunch of other random stuff, but but we don't have a kitchen table. We and don't so have we're a table on... or the chairs. Yeah, so we're sitting on the floor recording this podcast. Yeah, and we're talking about elementary school this week. Yeah, let's talk about Just, it. This is a show that I missed. Joe Polano was hosting this one. I also was not there. Yeah. So we don't even know what happened. Thoughts about elementary school? I was there. I did that. Yeah, I did it also. Eston School in Rockland. That was my my place. I went to Sullen's Academy in Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, we were like worlds apart back then. (laughs) What was your elementary school like? Um, there were maybe ten other people in my class. Wow. Yeah, it was a very small school. I had to wear a uniform. Uh, it was in this old ass building that used to be a college that had gotten shut down. And yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the big, the big things that make it a little different than most people's normal elementary school experience. The fact that it was in a college that was shut down and also there were 10 people in your class. Yeah. It was a t- and it was like the same 10 people that I had gone to class with since kindergarten. Yeah. So I went there from kindergarten to sixth grade. So every every year you had 10 people in your class? The same 10 people. Wow. That was the whole class. So it's not like there were like three different classes and I was in one of them. We were the entire class of my grade. So if you like didn't get along with somebody, you were just stuck with them for six years. Yeah. And that was like also 10% of the people that you went to school with. Yes. What's like a vivid memory that you have from elementary school? Oh, I think my most vivid memory is embarrassing. Yeah, but, all right. Let's get into it. Um, we, cause like I said, my school was kind of like an unconventional setup. So we didn't have like locker rooms. So we'd recess every day and we'd have to change clothes. And all of the girls would have to like one at a time. All of the girls, there was a handful of us. But we'd have to go one at a time into the bathroom to change. And the bathrooms, because it had been this old like kind of college and our rooms were in like old dorm rooms um was like a one person bathroom so it would take a while so instead of doing that I would always wear my gym clothes under my jumper so that I could just take my jumper off but one time I went out into the hallway with the boys to change for gym and I took my jumper off and I did not have any shorts on Sean is laughing at me it was really embarrassing I had like you know like little girl underwear on that probably had like my little ponies on them or something oh my god what did you do 
I didn't notice at first because I did this every day, but this kid Rex that I went to school with, I will never forget. He pointed at me and he just yelled the word underpants. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was really awful. And like, I couldn't get my jumper back on fast enough. And I can like, I can picture what the floor looked like in that hallway, what the window looked like. It's like up there with some of my most embarrassing and you're just memories. Like panicking, trying to get this jumper back yeah, on. Yeah, and it's just me and like, eight boys and i'm just standing there in a t-shirt and my little underwear and i was probably i was probably in like fourth grade then like third or fourth grade yeah and it was just so awful so okay so my my question that i wanted to get to originally about gym class was when they pick people in gym class you know you get the two captains and everybody's lined up and now these two little children are supposed to decide the value of all these other little children. Yeah. And somebody's getting picked last. Yes. Did you ever get picked last for gym class? No. <laughs> oh. No, there's a lot of things I'm not good at, but I am good at sports. But the people recognize that. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's probably easy to remember when there's like 10 people in your yeah. class. They're and like, also, oh, Sarah's like, a baller. There was I can like that. me and then another girl that was pretty good at sports. And then, like, it really dropped off after that. Gotcha. So she and I would always go first. And I was a lot taller than her. So that worked to my advantage. I never felt bad if somebody, if I was getting like passed over again and again, because I was like, it didn't matter to me. I was like, I'll be good at this. That's no a much where. better attitude because I really wanted to be picked first. Really? And I can remember being mad because like shitty guys would get picked before me. Yeah. But I would be the first girl picked. But I would be standing there and like, you know I'm better than this kid. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's like four foot three. I'm like five five because we're in like fifth grade. I'm about to dunk on this yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm going to dunk on this kid and you're going to pick him first because he's got a dick. Are you kidding me? But that was how it worked. Yeah, I guess that adds like a whole different layer to it, you know? Yeah. I always loved gym class. I, I like Me probably too. went too hard at gym class. Yeah, I also went pretty hard in gym class. I don't even think I cared about like winning or like if anybody else saw that I was doing well at the sport. I just like running and trying to catch something that's yeah. about to fall or, you know, hitting a ball very far or whatever. I just enjoy that. Yeah, I love gym class. The only thing I didn't like was when we would have to go and just like run. Like the days when they were like, oh, it's going to be the presidential physical fitness challenge and like we're all going to run a mile or something. And I had undiagnosed asthma and I could not very well. <laughs> we never could not run very well. They didn't keep track of us well enough for that. All right, last question. Do you remember how you made your first friend in elementary school? I mean, I had known them since kindergarten, so not really. So do you remember how you made your first friend in kindergarten? No. You can't remember? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. I can remember being friends with people and doing stuff with them, but I don't remember, like, how how I became friends. Like, I remember, like, the first time I went over to the girl's house who became my best friend in elementary school. Yeah. And she had like invited me over and her house was very cool and she had older brothers and we played Nintendo California games. Hell yeah. It was great. Skate or die was my favorite game. But yeah, I can't remember like 
I think we just like sat near each other and I was very quiet and introverted and she was very friendly and she probably was just like, we're going to be friends because there's not a lot of us here. Yeah. I remember I, I had a different kindergarten class than my first grade class. It was an entirely different school. Um, so I remember how I made my first friend in first grade, which was that while I was going to school, complaining to my mother that I don't know anybody and I didn't like it. <laughs> and she said, find this person because you know him, you met him at whatever, like, cause my parents are friends with right. his parents. And I remember I went up to, I, I like asked other people who that was. And when I finally found this kid, I was like, Hey, let's be friends. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a, what a, what a novel idea. Like that little yeah. kids can just do that. It should still work like that. The amount of anxiety I have over new friendships at age 39 is very stressful. Yeah? Yeah. It's way harder now. I don't feel that at all. I think maybe when I was a kid, I did not have this like constant feeling that probably people didn't want to be friends with me. I don't know at what age that came in, but that is like a big part of my life now where I'm like, this person probably doesn't really want to be talking to me. They're just being nice. And that makes making new friends very hard. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that part of it. Like this person, not necessarily this person probably doesn't want to be talking to me, but this person probably doesn't want to be talking about this thing. Cause oftentimes they're asking me about comedy mm. and I'm like, this is going to be so boring. No, I assume you. it's me. I'm like, they don't like me. There's zero <laughs> chance this person wants to it's be. It's not even the content. It's just yeah, you it's just personally. Me. Yeah. But when I was a kid you know you don't have that yet probably because you don't have a ton of self-awareness you're like ah, oh, they're so lucky to be talking to me right now yeah or you're like oh we have similar interests you also like my little ponies i have a stable of them let's hang out and yeah. like talk about ponies i didn't have any interest i would just take on whatever somebody else enjoyed i'd be like yeah that's cool let's do that What's the scariest thing from uh childhood like oh man my my parents are gonna kill me like i remember one time when I was in elementary school, I went out in the brand new sneakers that my mom bought oh, yeah. into the woods. And you know, like you're not allowed to wear your new clothes until the school year starts. Yep. You know, you can you might get them a week before, but you don't go outside. You might get grass stains. Yep. And then they're essentially worthless. <laughs> so I was wearing these brand new sneakers that my mother had bought me. And I went out into the woods and I stepped in some mud and both like as I was trying like to get to out of it, uh, it, the entire thing, I was Ugh. up to my ankle. It was over the top of these high top sneakers. I was say, I'm, I'm assuming they're high tops. Of course they were high tops. <laughs> it was over the top of the high top sneakers. And it was like one of those things where like the harder I struggled, both of them, my feet were planted in there. And the harder I struggled, like the more I seemed to be stuck. To the point that I was like, I'm going to die out here. And then I finally got my you feet out. You let the sadness get you. Yeah. Like <laughs> I got my feet out only because my foot came out of my sneaker. Oh, that's such an awful feeling. And then I had to pull the sneaker out of the mud. I can hear the noise in my head that that makes. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. And then go home and try to clean it up enough that my mother doesn't notice. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pull a fast one on Deb Carter, I think. Right. She's a she's a sharp lady. So did you have a moment like that where you're panicking and you're like, I'm so dead. My parents are going to Yeah. Me. I had this, this jean jacket 
in probably sixth grade yeah. that I had all That's of these perfect. like pins and actual pins, not writing instruments. Yeah. Um, I had patches and pins. Like I remember I had like a David or a, um, a Bon Jovi pin that I loved at a David Bowie pin or patch. But anyways, it was covered. It was perfect. And it had been this very This is such expensive. an 80s thing to I have. I know. But somebody stole it. And to this day, my mom will probably tell you that I lost it. But somebody stole it. Probably that girl whose pin I stole, which, you know, turnabout is fair play. But my mom was pissed. And she's still mad. If you ever, like, Oh, some, I can't wait to ask her about Sometimes when we're together, you should be like, you should just be like, did you ever have, like, a jean jacket when you were young, oh, I'm Sarah? Doing this and at just see what my mom sure. does. Because it was a jean jacket that got stolen. I had a pair of yellow jelly sandals that I left in Louisiana when we went to visit my cousins once. And those two things she still talks about. Like, my family still considers me somewhat irresponsible and likely to lose things because of things that I lost when I was, like, in elementary school. Yeah, I can't I wait to talk to you I haven't lost anything in this. like 20 years, but those two things live on in infamy. But mostly the jean jacket and the, the jelly shoes. I mean, losing a jean jacket is a pretty big deal. I was devastated, but it was like stolen out of the classroom. Like I left it on the back of my desk. So let me ask you this question. Okay. The Scholastic Book Sale mm-hmm. is at your school mm-hmm. right now. What are you getting there? black velvet posters oh wow i didn't even know that was an option those were my favorite thing do you don't remember those no i never saw that oh they were like they're like black light posters no they're like big posters that you would color in so it'd be like a picture of something but all of the black in the poster was velvet so you'd color it'd be like a dog or a cat or like a dolphin or some shit and then it would it was like color by numbers kind of and it would come with a pack of really shitty markers but I just love those things to the point where my mom would be like, when you go to the book fair, you can only get one poster. <laughs> like you, you have to mostly get books. Otherwise, I would come home with like all of this other crap. I didn't love the books that much, but I loved a good bookmark. You know, yeah. they always had good bookmarks. They did. The, uh... And like pencils and stuff. Yeah. They had like neat yeah. things. Like I had I remember getting a uh, pencil that changed colors with your mood, supposedly. You know, it's like a mood pencil. So it would... Yeah. I do remember, too, like, um, I think I got, like, a a poster there that was, like, just, like, a Porsche. Yeah. And they that, always and had stuff like that. You know what? It's, like, one of those things that, like, I didn't care about cars at all. Yeah. But I wasn't allowed to go buy anything on my own yeah. ever so i was just so like was yeah awesome. this is my thing now i've got a cool car poster. and remember they would send you like the little teaser magazine before the book fair happened and you could like look through it and yeah. see what all the stuff was going to be that you could get i'm definitely getting that one. yeah and what about picture day did you ever have a really good picture day were your parents strict did they dress you for picture day did they dress you up did oh, they allow uniforms you to pick- Oh, you had a uniform. Yeah, I think my so best picture day was the year that I had rubbed my face on my cat and had gotten poison ivy on both eyelids, so my eyes were swollen almost completely shut. It was a good picture day. Yeah, that's great. I've had a lot of good picture days. Lots of like black eyes and stitches on my face and hair that I cut myself, like that kind of stuff. I just yeah. have like, I'll show you the next time you're in Tennessee, but if you look at my pictures over the years pretty impressive yeah it was weird like my parents didn't really care what i wore to school so much like obviously they had to buy my clothes and stuff like that when i was a little kid but 
they're just like, yeah, wear, wear jeans and, you know, your T-shirt and whatever you like. Most of the time, you know, your hyper color shirt, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but on picture day, I would definitely be wearing a tie and a button-down shirt. Short sleeve button-down. And it was like, you know, we don't need to do this, right? But just so cute. I've seen <sighs> pictures. It's terrible. Yeah, you've actually seen some of my picture day pictures because they are ornaments that get hung on our Christmas tree <laughs> sometimes. I love it. My favorite picture day story, My this is my first boyfriend in high school and his parents told me this story. Oh, maybe he told me. But anyways, he transferred schools, which is traumatizing already when you're a little kid. But on picture day, he was used to pictures being like just your shoulders and your face. Yeah, of course. So... For some reason, he decided to wear like a button-down shirt and a tie and just gray sweatpants on the bottom and sneakers. And all of the girls were like giggling and making fun of him during the day, but he wasn't sure why because he was like, I knew I looked good. Like my hair was good. Like tie was good. He was like, and then the photographer was like, all right, we're going to have you lean against this thing. And like. They did like a full body, a full body shot, for shot. Picture day. yeah. And he said it was like one of the worst things. And just picturing like a little kid in this like gray sweatpants and formal wear on, it's like a mullet of an outfit. Just really makes me laugh. I mean, even if they weren't doing a full picture, isn't it? Wouldn't it still be fair to laugh at that kid for wearing That's what sweatsh- I said. sweatpants? I was with like, it? Why, why did you wear? It's, and he was like, I was a sweatpants kid. You they know, probably there's... weren't laughing at him because they knew he was going to have a full picture taken. They were probably just laughing at him because that's a ridiculous combination of things to wear together. I mean, he says that, and I tend to agree. Like in a class of kids, there's like a sweatpants kid. Yeah, that, that there kid sure is. is. Like, I grew up in Rockland, so we had like eight. Yeah, we only Eight had one in my kids. class, but he was like, them. he was kind of, he was so many sweatpants kid. kids. Yeah, sweatpants. you hear me, Rockland. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so glad Joe Polana hosted this episode. Do you think Joe was not a sweatpants kid? I don't think Joe is a sweatpants kid. Yeah, but yeah, the the sweatpants kids were always a little bit more of the outcasts. I would say. Yeah. Go wear jeans or like corduroys or something. Yeah, you gotta put on some jeans. Yeah, something with like non-elastic waistband. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, I think we covered everything that has to do with elementary school. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for coming down to the studio tonight, Sarah. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And everybody listening, next up is the debate. This was hosted by Joe Polana at Maggie's Lounge. We do these shows every Friday night at 7 p.m., so come down and join us sometime. Hey, hey, everybody, are you guys ready to start? Pick a side, stupid! Woo! It is Boston's best comedy debate show. It is Boston's only comedy debate show, but it's very good nonetheless. Uh, I uh, will be your substitute teacher for the evening. Uh, Yeah, well, not too much, you know. I still have to report to your regular teacher. I want to tell them all that you were very good today. Uh, You can call me Mr. Polana. That's my dad's name. No, uh, tonight's topic, we're going to be discussing elementary school today. Yeah. Woo, we've all been there. 
We made it through. My mom is an elementary school teacher, and she is in the back, so she will she will be grading all of you. So, so starting things off, can we please have to the stage Sean Duffy and Mairead Connolly? Um, Murray, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Nice. Sean, you can pick from anything but teachers and classes. Uh, I'll do recess. Nice. Your question is from Nick Martucci. Why are you being bullied? Is it because your bully is just jealous of you or because you're kind of an asshole and maybe you deserve it? <laughs> I'm going to say... I gotta say it's because, uh, you know, I think it's because the bullies mean to you. Because if you were an asshole and you deserved it, then I think by definition you'd be the bully. I think <laughs> the asshole is the bully. That's just in the definition. <laughs> if you go up to people and you kick them in the knees and you poke them in the eyes, you're the bully. If, if he's being mean to you, I don't, I don't know where the term bully came from. I don't know if it's from, like, the 1930s or 1800s. I don't know. But I'm pretty certain if, if, if it means being an asshole, if someone's being an asshole, by law, they're the bully. If you're being an asshole and then someone's being mean to you because of that, you're still the bully, right? <laughs> I think that's how the math works. I don't even entirely remember the phrasing of the question, but if somebody, if you're mean to somebody, you're the bully, then they're mean to you, that's revenge. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to, they don't have to be nice to you in response. You're always the bully from now on. You asked for that, you were mean to kids, now they're gonna be mean to you. That's Time. how. Did you say something about math? Cool. Okay, so I'm going to answer with another famous math answer, which is the limit does not exist. Okay? Everyone can be an asshole and also have other people be an asshole to them. So I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, I would stick up for kids who got bullied in school, and they would be like, you have no idea. That guy's so mean to me. And I'd be like, whoa, I should not have gotten involved with a bunch of bullies. <laughs> I have an after-school club to get to. I don't have time to listen to both sides of this argument. I think just because it's a Mean Girls quote doesn't mean we need to live by it here. If you, if, there's a reason the bullies in kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and even the job market, even into retirement, are always the same because no one ever bullies them back. And maybe we should. Maybe that's why they stay bullied. Even when they're the people who are, you know, 75 and they're just walking into Whole Foods and pushing their, you know, walkers into people, those guys, they were bullying ever since they came out of the womb because no one... <laughs> Okay, that was a really long run-on sentence. I'm going to bully you for that. <laughs> and second of all, I know a really old woman, and her, her daughter never calls her, and it's only because she was a really mean mom. So you can bully each other. It's intergenerational, okay? Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, 
Then you're gonna. I, I, I won't hear Mean Girls besmirched in my courtroom. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to hand the way to Marie D Connolly. <laughs> All right, next up, can I have Rick Harkness and Dave Buckley? All right, uh, Rick, would you like to go first or second? Two? All right. Dave, you can pick from anything but teachers. Oh, thanks, Pete Andrews. I'll take wild card. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> All right, this question's for Ken Green. It's picture day. What's the better parent? The one who lets you wear whatever you want, including that clown outfit? Or the one who dresses you, saving you from ridicule for decades to come? Who wrote that? Ken. So Ken thinks that when your parents dress you, you won't be ridiculed? <laughs> the fuck did he grow up in? Um, the parent who lets you express yourself is the better parent. But in elementary school, you can't, I agree with Sean earlier, you cannot let those kids express themselves. <laughs> not until they can think. And they can't think in elementary school. You gotta help them out. That clown outfit, that's going viral and that kid's getting cyber bullied out the ass. <laughs> You have to be a good parent, let them express themselves, but not when it can be shared with others. Um, <clears throat> growing up black in the South, um, there's a problem with picture day from ages five to like 10. They just put gallons of Vaseline on you and dress you up like little fucking preachers and shit. So <laughs> I am not cool with that at all. Fuck no, like no. I don't like any of those pictures. I don't, I don't even know where they are. I tried to find a picture today to upload for the thing. Can't find them. You don't know why? I'm pretty sure I burned them bitches a long time ago. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You know what I wish I could have done at the age of seven? No, at the age of nine. This is what I would have loved to do. Hey, mom, can I get gold hair, an orange jumpsuit, and some blue boots and turn Super Saiyan? Yes! That's going to be fucking legendary. Why not? Why not? But no, I got to wear this glassy-ass face looking like a future NAACP that's going to be killed soon. Nah, fuck out of here. I'm, I'm No, don't want that. Nope. Let me be Dragon Ball Z. Yes. <sighs> I have to get technical. It wasn't the cool parent who lets you dress up as the dragons. All Your option was clown suit. And... Dragon Ball Z, I would have, I'm with you. But if the options are healthy dislike of your parents by burning photos, or as you get older, or you go to school as a clown, and everyone forever goes, oh, that's that clown kid. <laughs> Just have the healthy dislike of your parents. Burn those photos, be a functional adult who doesn't talk to them later. Time. You're never living the clown down. <laughs> All I'm saying... Oh. Sorry, sorry, I didn't, sorry, sorry. All I'm saying is the people that look, the only people that dress with suits and nice ties and have a lot of grease on their face in the past 60 years that look like me, they got shot when they talk too much. Piccolo is still alive on Dragon Ball Z, and he is... <laughs> so all I'm saying, 
And my nigga up in heaven, the dude Poe that's all black with the big lips. We're not gonna talk about that right now, but he's still alive, so that's all I'm saying. I'm gonna choose that. <laughs> I, I never knew how socially conscious Dragon Ball Z really was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand the win to Rick Hartman. Uh, uh, next up, can I have May Keith and the winner of the gauntlet, Sam Reisman? No, no, I'm not. May, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. All right, Sam, you could choose from everything but wild card, I think, and uh, teachers. Wild card and teachers are off the board. Uh, I'll do after school. All right. Your question is from May Keith. I'm changing it. I have the power. Uh, Nick Martucci says, should school buses have seatbelts or do kids just need that kind of danger in their lives? Listen, the world is a tough place. And kids need to learn that as soon as possible. No seatbelts for those children. They have those fleshy skulls that will serve as sufficient padding. They don't have bones to break yet. They haven't solidified. So when that vehicle inevitably crashes down a ravine, they'll just get some bruises, maybe some organ damage, but no broken bones, nothing, nothing major. They're not playing sports yet, so their sports careers won't be ruined because they'll have never started. <laughs> all right, well, so I think we all recall that school buses are essentially made out of aluminum foil. Uh, they are not sturdy material at all. So you actually don't want the seat belts because when you get in a car accident, the kids are just gonna shoot right through the side like tin foil. It's totally fine. If you belt them in, that's how you wind up with kids drowning. Yes! Right? And here's what you don't want. A bunch of drowned ghost children. Okay? It's true. It happens all the time. Spooky roads at night. Little ghost children come down. They pull you to a watery grave. May, you are arguing for seatbelts. I am arguing... For seatbelts. And that is why... <laughs> How dope would it be every time you drive down a spooky road? Oh my God, the ghost children. Thank God we had seatbelts. Now we have ghost children. Fuck ghost children. Um, I grew up without seatbelts in my buses and now all I have is a bunch of internal damage. Um, and I mean, look where I am in Quincy on a Friday night. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I, think, I think that's preferable to being a ghost child. Um, because ghost children are like regular ghosts, except more whiny. Time! It's, it's true, ghost children are much spookier. But like, all right, think about, think about Quincy Shore Drive when you're driving down. Tonight's a spooky night. We have a rainstorm going, right? There's a lot of stuff happening. If buses had seatbelts, 
you would have seen some awesome ghost children. But because we don't have seatbelts, it was boring, safe, totally non-supernatural paranormal ride to get here. Vote for ghost children, vote for seatbelts. Well, it is October, so I have to go with the spookiest option, May Keith. It was very, it was a tough call. I, they were both very good. All right, that is the end of our first round. So yeah, give it up for everyone you've seen so far. They've all done a wonderful job. And uh, the first matchup of round two is gonna be a little marital spat. We got Sean Connolly and Maraid Connolly. Uh, Maraid, it's gonna be classes either way, but would you like to go first or second? Um, I'll go second. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, Nick Martucci asks, you peed your pants. Do you ask to go to the nurse or sit in your shame? Oh, I sit in my shame. Uh, I sit in my shame. I, uh, I, 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 I've had a, hi a history of peeing myself uh, in, in public places. <laughs> And I always sat in it. I never, I never admitted to it. I didn't like deny it. I just, it just existed, and people made fun of me. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Uh, there was one. I used to go to uh, after school at a place in Worcester called Girls Inc. And and uh, I was convinced because it was called Girls Inc. There was no boys' bathrooms there, and I would pee myself regularly. And all the older kids would make fun of me, and I'd just be like, well, we're here. We're at Girls Inc. What do you think? And um, when you get stressed out a lot, sometimes what will happen is you pee the bed, and I used to sit in it nightly um, in my earlier 20s stressful nights. Um, Maraid, you married me. Here you go. Die. <laughs> I just want to tell you guys that uh, my freshman year of high school, a girl got her period for the first time, and I went to a private school where we had to wear long knee socks, and she was sitting cross-legged, and it got on her socks, y'all. And then to confirm the rumor, I saw her later, not wearing any socks. <laughs> but I was like, damn, that girl dealt with it. <laughs> She's not going to sit in that shame because she's going to clean it up. Just like we need to clean up Wall Street. I mean, <laughs> Congress. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've never had my period. I'm still not a woman. <laughs> Um, and I guarantee uh, my socks would be as dark as my sweater right now if I just sit in it constantly. <laughs> Guys, try the pizza. Um, <laughs> I also, just side note, agree we should clean up Wall Street. Drain the swamp. Time. Drain the swamp, drain your bladder. Just don't do it in your pants, guys. <laughs> Uh, 
All right. Uh, I think that uh, it's called Girls Inc. What do you think is the saddest Dr. Seuss book that's ever been written? <laughs> but I do have to hand the wind to Moraine, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, can I have Matt MacArthur and Angela Sawyer? Boy, it's gonna be a good one. Matt, would you like to go first or second? I will go second. Angela, you could choose anything but after school. Okay, I will take wild card. <laughs> this is this question's from James Sheehan. Would you prefer a bagged lunch from your parents or school lunch? Oh, school lunch. School lunch. Uh, uh, if your parents passive aggressively and also aggressively hate your ass, <laughs> you want lunch from a stranger. <laughs> Mystery meat takes on new meaning when you know someone made it on purpose to hurt you. <laughs> so, yes, at the elementary school that I went to, uh, if you had money, you could buy pigs in a blanket, which was my childhood paradise. That was what I wanted more than anything in the world. I hoped to grow up to eat nothing but pigs in a blanket and macaroni and cheese for the rest of my life, and I fucking have! <laughs> Thank you. Guys, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but my mom loved me very much. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Fuck you. Tell it to Bonnie MacArthur. I'll give... And she's Italian, and she was a really good cook, so every day I would get this nice homemade can of Chef Boyardee ravioli. <laughs> and I don't know how she did it with the, 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 the can. She was so good with the can opener. Um, and she's a very overweight lady, too. So when I was a kid, she would be like, do you want peanut butter and fluff? And I was like, I don't love peanut butter. And she was like, okay. And I was like, what, double fluff? And she's like, okay, double fluff. So that was all the time. Yeah, and at some point, I used to eat a half gallon of patchwork, which is a hood flavor of ice cream. I used to eat a half gallon every day after school. And one day I went to the doctor, and they were like, what's he eating? Because he's like kind of skinny, but kind of not doing well. <laughs> And she's like, a half gallon of ice cream every day after school. And he's like, yeah, you need to stop letting him do that. <laughs> Time. <laughs> half gallon of ice cream is great after school, I got to say. Uh, one time when I was about uh, seven, I was a latchkey kid. I didn't eat my lunch that my mom made me. I left it. I brought it all the way home, didn't eat, and left it on the kitchen table. And when she got home, she was like, what, the, what is this? Why didn't you eat your lunch? And I was like, I couldn't tell what it was. And she said, I don't fucking know either. <laughs> All right, guys. Maybe I was spoiled by the homemade lunches. When I got to high school, I was eating the cafeteria food. And I liked it because I grew up on garbage, obviously, as I just described. And I remember, but there was something missing, and it was the love. I wasn't getting that. And when the cafeteria lady went and gave me my food, I would be like, and she's like, get the fuck away from me. And I was like, I miss my mom so bad. And that's it. Uh, that's it. That's Done. it. That's a fucking mic drop. 
I think I think with all that love and support, Matt will be fine if I give the win to Angela Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the last matchup of round two, can I get May Keith and Rick Harkness? Yeah. May, would you like to go first or second? Second. All right, Rick, you can choose between recess and teachers. Uh, let's go teachers. All right. Your question from Jimmy Zhang. <laughs> When there's a, this seems very fitting. When there's a substitute teacher, should you behave worse or better than you normally would? What a weird hush fell over there. <laughs> you behave way fucking worse. Um, number one, no one's keeping records of this, first off. And then second, as a substitute teacher, they're probably like, not good in adult life, and then they're probably not trustworthy anyway, so. Yo, Rick was, Rick was bullshitting and smoking cigarettes in class. Really? You have two DUIs on your record, so we're not gonna talk to you right now. Um, so, the substitute teacher, obviously, we're gonna fucking demand we watch movies. What are we learning? Learning what? What do you know? Uh, I, just, I just Googled you. What happened, in, what happened in high school there, huh? No, you're not, no. Pull out the TV and don't look over here when you smell smoke. <laughs> All right, look, Rick said no one's keeping track of these things. That's not true. I internally keep track of every interaction I've ever had because I need validation, okay? My normal teacher knows that I'm a cunt. I have a fresh chance with this substitute. I can be my best self for one hour, this one day. I can make a perfect impression and maybe I can be redeemed somehow that way. Uh, no, you behave well, all right? Because then maybe, just maybe, you can be a good person for a moment and forget what a horrible, horrible, worthless person you are. Happy Mental Health Day, everybody. I mean, National Mental, was it Happy Mental Health Day? Because I'm, it, I don't know, I'm bipolar and all the other weird shit that goes along with it. So, but I'm just saying though, that being said, that means that the teachers always know who the fuck I am. So by day five, actually by day one, no teacher really likes me, no coach or anything likes me. So that means I already know what the substitute teachers are gonna do. They don't like me. So as soon as you step in here, I know what your life is about. Stop with the bullshit, put the movie on, and shut the fuck up. So that's all I'm saying. I don't need someone that's gonna keep records. I need someone that has a worse record than me. Time. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying, is for one hour on that one day, you can be a better person. You can manipulate and trick that person into thinking that you are worthy of love, which deep down we know that I'm not. Happy National Coming Out Day, everybody. Uh, everybody show May some love. <laughs> but I am going to have to hand the win to Rick Arkins. <laughs> All right. Before we, uh, before we move on to the semifinals, we do a little section of the show called No Contest. These are some questions that for whatever reason, 
Didn't quite make it onto the show, but Sean thought it would be uh, fun to read anyways. And if you really like one of them, we might throw it back into rotation. So first uh, we have from Ken Green, more useless thing you learned in elementary school, long division or the Constitution? <laughs> Savage. This one's from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! This is, a, this is a really good one. Would you rather go to Jupiter to get more stupider or go to college to get more knowledge? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> this one also from Ken. More boring field trip, art museum or classical concert? <laughs> We've got some cultured audience members, <laughs> and they are pissed at Ken right now. Go listen to some jazz, Ken. <laughs> this one's from Steve Albert. Should active shooter drills involve <laughs> counter-strike methods? <laughs> I only assume that one didn't make it in because it was a resounding yes from the audience. <laughs> You savages. Uh, all right, let's just move right along. Keep this thing chugging along. Uh, first match of the semifinals, can I get Mairead Connolly and Sean Rosa? <laughs> all right. Uh, well, the categories we have left are after school, recess, and classes. But, uh, Sean, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Murray, would you like after school, recess, or classes? After school. All right, this question is from the beloved May Keith. Hey. Would you rather be the only kid in class not invited to a birthday party or invite everyone to your party but no one shows up? That's a real toughie. Um, I would rather be the only one not invited because then I don't have to buy... You know, I'm going to change my mind. Okay, I do want to have no one show up to my party because then my parents feel super bad for me. Ton of cupcakes, no kids to eat them. I get the cupcakes, okay? Ooh. And I'm super sad, so my parents take me out to the movies. I'd rather be the only one not invited than um, invite a bunch of people. And because, like, my my parents weren't nearly as as optimistic about my potential for friendship than yours. <laughs> They they didn't like it wasn't just like they they knew that if I threw a party nobody would show up. They weren't gonna buy the cupcakes on the off chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If 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 I'm the only one not invited to somebody else's party, it's fine. I have I have other things to do, like read or <laughs> go outside and sit in my driveway <laughs> time <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> 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 
Okay, once again, Sean makes some very good, if not the saddest points on the show. And I'm going to say that I would just enjoy the spotlight of my parents looking at me, waiting for the doorbell to ring. I would feel like it's my greatest performance yet. <laughs> I'm not that good of an actor. <laughs> and... Yeah, maybe maybe we all all didn't have these these private school parents who can give you cupcakes willy nilly when you're sad. As somebody who grew up poor and always sad, that would have been a crippling amount of cupcakes. Die. <laughs> Uh, this this is a hard decision. Uh, I'm gonna have to give the win to Sean Rosa. Uh, very good. That was a that that was a good round. Uh, can I have uh, for the to decide who's facing Sean in the finals? Rick Harkness and Angela Sawyer. Angela, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. All right, Rick, uh, you could choose between recess and classes. Um, recess. All right, this question is from Liz McDonald. Which game are you ending your friendships over? Cops and Robbers or Foursquare? It's kind of a setup. Um... <laughs> Honestly, only reason because I don't even know what the fuck Foursquare. I don't remember that one anymore. But um, I remember cops and robbers, and there was a disproportionate. Amount. I'm not gonna say who was always who back in. Um... <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, yo. I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> fuck. Fuck that dude, Pat. That nigga gave me a ticket two years ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just. You know what? My bad. Okay, this question is, did I lose friends with Foursquare or with Cops and Robbers? You, you have to say Foursquare. I'm a, I have to say Foursquare. Uh, yeah, sure, I lost friends with Foursquare. Of course I did. I lost friends with every game I've ever played. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, would I lose friends with Cops and Robbers? I'm a middle-aged white lady. That's my job here. <laughs> That's my whole job. Uh, 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 Foursquare, uh, all I remember is that um, uh, girls would not, like, it was a whole social scene where you would get picked, and there was one square that was worse to be in, and the girls would always choose you, the loser, to be in that square, so you would get the shit beat out of you. And uh, uh, I don't talk to any of those people. <laughs> So I lost them. That's the truth. Uh, and um, 
we didn't. We just played war <laughs> when I was a kid, mostly, and that just meant that you threw all the rocks you could find at anyone you saw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, playing cops and robbers back in, uh, what was it, sixth grade? No, not sixth grade. It was um, first grade. And then I saw this dude on Facebook a few years ago. I mean, he's suspended now because he did some shit, but I'm just saying, I called that shit a long time ago. First off, this nigga wouldn't trade Pokemon cards with me, yo. What, what? Then you was, he was mad gung-ho as a whole monitor. Relax, my nigga, I'm going to get milk. What are you talking about? So, yeah, cops and robbers was a definite indication of who to fuck with, who not to fuck with. Time. Very true. Uh, I grew up in uh, Colorado. Uh, I uh, went to uh, terrible elementary schools. I uh, graduated from Columbine High School, which meant that everyone that I went to school with is a shithead. <laughs> and I didn't want to be anywhere near any of them. Uh, uh, the only one that I know on Facebook now, uh, she's a, a lady firefighter now. Her name's Christy. And she turned out so nice. Um, and the only game that we played in, uh, when we were in school was that we listened to the, we watched the AHA video over and 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 over for like six hours at a shot. Uh, that's the best game I've ever heard. That was the the sweetest story, but I have to give it to Rick Harkness because yeah. simply saying that's sad for a night where comedians talk about their childhood is too spot on. <laughs> All right, Rick, stay up there. Stay up there. Uh, All right, Rick, you are, uh, for, for the crown, you are facing off against uh, Sean Rosa. I think we all... We all know what the question's gonna be. Oh boy. But, Sean, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. All right, Rick. Would you rather go to Jupiter to get more stupider or go to college to get more knowledge? Um, most of you guys have talked to me more than two minutes, and you already understand was not going on up here, and I went to college on a full scholarship, so I'm going to Jupiter. Um, apparently, <laughs> honestly, I know where too much NASA shit already, and I'm high all the time, so it's, I just want to go up there. Being here, it's just, it's annoying as fuck. I gotta text, I gotta talk to people, text people, I gotta be responsible. I ain't got time for that shit. Go to Jupiter. Who's gonna tell me I'm stupid? Nobody, exactly, <laughs> so that's why I'm going to Jupiter, yeah. I went to college. Did I get more knowledge? I don't know. I have student loans that are pretty bad. But they would be so much worse if they were interstellar student loans. Oh my god. Oh, you, you come from one of those rich, fancy houses that can afford space travel? To get stupider? I can't get more stupider. Not no more. Not no more stupider. I need to go to college to get more knowledge. I know that I'm supposed to go to Jupiter to get more stupider as a boy. 
See, I think moving to Jupiter would fix a lot of those issues with the money because I'm not saying I have issues in South Carolina, but I may or may not have moved 16 hours away to be, okay, I don't have to answer those emails no more. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, or phone numbers. Like, change the area code, there's no problem. Go to Jupiter? Do what the fuck you want. I went to school on Planet Station, whatever the fuck. Now I'm on Pluto. How are you going to find me? I ain't paying shit. So that's me. I know gravity is different on Jupiter, but the exchange rate of money isn't. Like, also, Jupiter is made entirely out of gas, so going there would make you definitely more stupider, as you would just be sucked into the middle of it because it's not solid ground. This is why I went to college for music, to learn about space. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I couldn't possibly choose a winner for that one. So as soon as I figure out how to make a Facebook poll, <laughs> there will be one in the group. And you can choose who you wanted uh, to win. You vote, and the results will be decided once they're real. And <laughs> the winner tonight is Rick Harkness. Pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Okay, that's our show for this week. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next Friday night with more live comedy debates at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. Show starts at 7 p.m. And if you want to see some extra episodes that aren't available on iTunes or Stitcher, you can head over to our Patreon account, and if you become a patron today, you can start listening to bonus episodes for five bucks a month. And if you spend more, you get, like, a t-shirt and stuff like that. So, check it out. Pick a side on Patreon. Congrats to Rick Harkness for winning this week. Thanks to Sarah Morgan for being my special guest. And thanks to Joe Palana for filling in and being our guest host and our substitute teacher for the evening. And you can catch me Monday night at Maggie's Lounge at 8 p.m. or Wednesday night at the Poor House in Boston at 8 p.m. or Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy at 7 p.m. Hope to see you soon. <laughs>